Siempre que te pregunto que cuando, como y dónde, tú siempre me respondes, quizás, quizás, quizás. Y así pasan los días y yo desesperado y tú, tú contestando. Quizás, quizás, quizás. Estás perdiendo el tiempo pensando, pensando. Por lo que más tú quieras, hasta cuándo, hasta cuándo. Y así pasan los días y yo desesperado. Tú, tú contestando Quizás, quizás, quizás Well, welcome one and all once more to Anime Was Not a Mistaken. Yes, the raccoons are giving me the thumbs up in the booth. It appears that this is our second year of Animasterpiece Theater. It is, yeah. I'm uh, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, constantly wringing my tissue, awaiting my time on the stage for when the awards will come my way. Here, as always, with my inevitable co-host. Dan Ryan, uh, portrayed by John Krasinski for a five-minute cameo. Hmm. Did you see that uh, uh, Miss Olsen was like, I don't know this man. I know his wife. Though. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> what a gem. Yeah. She should be in No, I love her. Yeah. She's perfect. And she, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Right, but good, yeah. Good, good. yeah. We'll get on that train. But anyways, how have you been, dear? Uh, not terrible. Uh, um, It's well. been, I've managed to get a lot of art done in yes, the past week. Yes, you have. Uh, the, the creative... Uh, a muse really struck me, so that's mostly what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of a uh, Elden Ring and crashed mixed in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, but in case the audience doesn't know, of course, this is Animasterpiece, mm-hmm. uh, where we watch uh, some Asian cinema for the month of May. Yes, now going into the month of June, but you'll get what you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our podcast, and we have a plan. Anime will return. We've got anime on deck. Stacking up for we our do. Anime Legend Seasons finale and more. Planned and, for and our beyond, yeah. 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 But uh, forgive us this and we indulge ourselves in movies from time to time. Because yeah. as you could tell by Wonder Woman last week, it's some of our best material. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and uh, I mean, this serves as a good palate cleanser. It's convenient that it worked out right after Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but that was another thing I did this week. I've been prepping my Animasterpiece contribution. Oh. Uh, I acquired some physical media. Good. Um, and, uh, you know, did a watch through of a certain trilogy to pick out the best hmm. of the best among them that mm-hmm. I'll be bringing. Uh, but a little uh, little side note for all of, because uh, we, we shill physical media on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, be careful when you order physical media during the summer, because sometimes, uh, the way certain sites will shrink wrap it, the glue will melt onto oh. the box of your Blu-rays. Interesting. Uh, leading to, uh, a slippery situation. A so, situation, yes. Well, both. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, just do keep in mind about that, like, you know, it's, it's inevitable, but... Mm. We're all obsessive about the state of our collection. I mean, so. yes, if I opened my box, my uh, steelbook of Bell, and I found it a melted piece of plastic, I would be quite upset yeah. with myself. But everything operates. Everything right. everything runs. Right. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. dare put it in your PS5 before. Well, do they know who they're sending this to? I mean... The hope. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, but yeah. uh, in a tangent related to that, I too have been delving into some of our next picks, although I was bit by the Sinister Six bug. Mm-hmm. And I happened to write notes for four different movies. <laughs> okay. This week, I had the time. Three of which are bad movies. One of them is not so bad, but I think that one's going to be my first selection in the pot, no matter how long we get to that. Mm-hmm. Somewhere down the line. But just know this. I think it's bad. I can explain why it's bad, even though it's generally received as a good movie. That's, um, th- that's yeah. no, that's, I mean, yeah. I feel like there, there's going to be some that I bring that are similar. Well, you yeah. did bring up the thing in our last episode of how, like, we've been pulling the punches. And, like, my other two will make up for it mm-hmm. in the pot. It just goes by, like, the the way that you choose things, you'll probably pick this one and be like, oh, another good movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I understand. I But that's also, like, for, for my, some of the picks that are coming up in my Sinister Six are 
well-known bad movies. Okay. Like, they are famous, if only for that. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, Troll 2 caliber? Yeah. Basically, okay. yeah. Um, but that's not to say that I'm not going to throw in more fun Dan picks in there. But, okay. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be on the. Plane. <laughs> it's not going to be on the level of Wonder Woman eighty four. Uh, well, so. we we'll just pull them out when we need to. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, I've been light gaming, returning to gaming once more with Project's Triangle Strategy. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying that. I'm on chapter eleven, and it's just a fun game. You know, I'm, I'm loving it. The world building. It's like a good sit down in the summer, relax, and play a chapter or two a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all the intrigue, I just. Uh, I smuggled some salt under the duchy's nose in order to get into good favor with another house, and now I'm off to the southern land of Hyzant to okay. uh, find the religious order there. Then yeah. you're on, like, the reverse angle of, of you. where I yep. left off. Yep. Yeah. But uh, it's good. I will continue and I will play it. Yeah. Because I do enjoy tactics, and I've got some time to kill before... I don't know, what's the next big one? Pokemon? Splatoon? In September, I guess? That's the next uh, big one for me. The only thing I can think of is whenever they deign to release Advanced Wars, I'm I think excited it's for that. Soon. Isn't that in the summer? I hope. Yeah. Um, and other than that, I maybe a handful of other ports that are mm-hmm. coming to the Switch. Striker's got a new trailer. It looks fun. It does. Yeah. 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 No um, Daisy though. <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> until why the free were DLC. Mad. Yeah. Because no. they'll do the same thing that they do with the golf and the tennis games. But uh, um, it does look good. It's kept up its charm. Um, aside from that, I only have one other thing on my docket. Being that I tried out a new game, thanks to... We had, like, a Nindies Direct this mm-hmm. week, which was... You know, there was Ooblets, and that's cute and charming. But uh, there's a new Devolver digital game by the name of Card Shark, mm-hmm. which is, like... You're in a Barry Lyndon set universe of, like, old-fashioned drinking at bars and playing cards. Mm-hmm. And the premise of the game is just different ways to cheat at different card games set okay. with, like, this aristocratic style. So it's, like, super fun in that way. It's, mm-hmm. like... Another game that's after my heart, because what's better than intrigue at a card table than cheating? At of a course. Table? Yeah. 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 So pick that up. It's coming out, I think, in two weeks, I think, in June. There's a few JoJo's episodes that focus on that very same thing. Oh. Maybe someday we'll we'll see those. Yeah. Uh, but that's good. Mm. Um, uh, my week was not very eventful. Again, I, did, I dedicated most of my time to doing some of that Pokemon's art that we'll be posting soon. Um, but I did do some Elden Ring playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pleased with myself uh, because uh, a few weeks ago I beat Ranny, mm-hmm. and then I I just kind of stopped for a bit because I was just too busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I picked it up and I defeated some ghost night boy mm-hmm. at the top of that, the, the top of the ruined mansion with all the creepy hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I beat him yeah. on my first go. I was Lanelle like, oh shit. Or something with the arrows and stuff. The yeah. 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 And, and found I found Rani's rise, I assume. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took her deal. Did you trust Selvius, the <laughs> civilis, or whatever his name is? I begrudgingly mm-hmm. agreed to ferry mm-hmm. a potion for him. I don't him, know but if I would trust him, Dan. He doesn't like, he doesn't like plebes. Mm-hmm. He made that very clear. He thinks of me as, yeah. a, as a tarnished of ill well, repute. You play as you want, <laughs> but I know in my ending. I uh, wooed Rani instead. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so we're on two different paths. But I, I didn't beat it yet. I've, I've taken a break from it. But where I left off, I had finished the Rani quest line. Okay. Yeah, I literally just, just went and talked it. to her. Yeah. So I, I, I think because I was very obsessive and I checked, like, is this going to lock me out of Thanks. anything? Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't. Yeah. So it's just like it gets me some extra boons for the time being. And mm-hmm. then I can, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It's I, I love Elden Ring because... No matter how many times I kind of go through gaming slumps, I can pick it back up yep. and resume it. Uh, allegedly, the rumors this week is that, I mean, it's all but confirmed we're getting DLC for it. So. Mm-hmm. Yay! Well, people keep saying that Ronnie, if any... Uh, no, not... Uh, Little Witch. Blue... The Ronnie. One, one, yeah, yeah, Ronnie. They all, uh, there's like three different Ronnies in this game. Uh, she would be the focus of I mean, I said? guess. Yeah. Why so. not? Um, but I also, in, uh, movie, in terms of movies, I saw, uh, Multiverse of Madness, mm. Doctor Strange 2. I've had it spoiled for me, so feel free. Uh, it, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, I, I honestly think that, uh, our, our good friend Grant would really like it. He being... was excited for it when it was first announced, because he wanted it to be a true, like, superhero horror. Yeah. Film. And, and it channels that, like, it channels, like, early Sam Raimi stuff. Good. It, it, like, it very, very much shows through that it's a, a Sam Raimi movie, because it has, like, 
that Evil Dead-esque, like, horror stuff mm-hmm. in it. And it also has, like, really campy dialogue. Good. Like, the stuff that you would expect from the Spider-Man, like, the trilogy that he made. Mm-hmm. Similar dialogue to that, and then with a good amount of horror thrown in. And uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda yeah. is the star of it. I should she... watch it, because I really did enjoy WandaVision as, like, the only superhero property yeah, in recent it, memory. So it, it kind of brings her plot in that to, to a close, mm-hmm. and she does great. Uh, even Doctor Strange himself gets some character development, which mm. is, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Like, there's a lot of moving pieces. Like, it, I mean, the big things to watch are, are the first Doctor Strange. Um, WandaVision. And then uh, the What If animated That's anthology that they did, because mm-hmm. some of the characters actually showed up in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was really good. There's, like, a lot of goofy little cameos in there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, you know, with the Illuminati and yeah. everything. I recognize someone's voice from the trailer, and I know he's in there. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah. And they, uh, when he shows up, they use the 90s animated... They use, like, visual and music cues mm-hmm. from that the... That you would understand. Yeah. So, like, the X-Men... Yeah, yeah. L- literally. We all know. And, uh, it's, uh... That was really cool. And I understand why... I, I do understand why people would criticize it, because it, it... To its credit, it starts, and it wastes no time. Like, there's no, like... These are who these people are, and this is what's going on. Like it, it drops you right into the plot. So you should be caught up, otherwise you're going to be a little lost when you yeah. get into it. All right, and I don't mind that. No, well, I mean, yeah. this is yeah, like I think a, I would understand that being like it's a Marvel property. Yeah, like that's the way things are nowadays. Yeah, and it's not even it's not even that most of the Marvel things are like alienating at this point. It's just like this one in particular. Like you need to have seen the show, or else Wanda's stuff isn't going to make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but other than that. I, I, very good. Mm. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah, wasn't wasn't too eventful uh, for me week, otherwise. But it's so. fine. We're still recovering from last week. Yes. <laughs> we really are. Yeah. I, because even then, I went home and there's stuff about Wonder Woman eighty four that I either forgot or didn't even know to bring up. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I had another idea of a rewrite. It was like, it, instead of what we got, maybe when she makes the wish, the world goes into that 80s technicolor. Mm-hmm. And then before that, it's Ooh. like regular 80s. I never, I didn't think, like, it came to me while listening to that episode again. I was like, that's a really good idea. I don't know why they didn't do that. That would be, that. Ooh, yeah. like an idealistic. Yeah, like yeah. a rose-colored glasses situation. Like, it, it, There's so many what-ifs <laughs> with that movie. There's so many. But, but even then, like. It, like I, I went and I and I, I did further research because I was you know because in our in our joking back and forth we brought up a lot of like a lot more problems you know and talking about it with you brought up a lot more problems that that never got resolved mm-hmm. like he might like the wishing stone is still presumably around at the end of the at the end of the movie because. Yeah weird exposition Pedro Pascal barfed it up or something yeah because he just wishes to undo his wish but the the exposition dump ancient guy was like the duke of deception well, well no he oh. he the the one that they go to near the record store oh, you're right. was yeah. like the only way that we could undo its curse was to either rescind our wishes or destroy the like the physical stone we couldn't do either so it's like the, the the stone is still out there, mm-hmm. and two, all of the trash that had piled up during the insanity would imply that it did like it it happened. It, yes. it wasn't erased. It wasn't like no. so. There was a stretch in the eighties where everyone suddenly was able to wish dead people back to yeah. life, and th- so the implications well, are Wonder just Woman st- said, like Shh, don't speak of it anymore. A beautiful lie. Yeah. Um, and many, many other problems, mm-hmm. but that was an exhausting experience. <laughs> we lived through it, Dan, and that's all that matters. Um, but uh, with that in mind, uh, well, not with that in mind, mm. with better things in mind, mm. I have two tangents. Two? Um, uh, over, uh, you know, the past week, you have sent me some further ideas. Uh, like, last week, I requested a signature mon for Barrel. Mm-hmm. You came up with a amazing idea that i already started on mm-hmm. um we'll get 
her to you soon. Okay. Uh, of a, we got something that plays into Beryl's theme perfectly. And, well, no, it's all you. I gotta credit oh, should you. I? Oh, okay. It, um, it, it ties into her whole theme perfectly and gives her some type uniqueness. Mm. Um, so that's that's covered. Uh, but I did have a tangent, a better tangent for last week that. Uh, in the in the days of eighties nostalgia and cheetah print clothing, mm-hmm. I forgot. Okay. Um, so uh, one thing that the fans are really into these days are uh, the hopes that starter Pokemon will get regional forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Pokemon Legends Arceus, you had the choice of picking like one of three old starters, and then they evolve into like their Slightly final form ones, yeah is a new mon that's themed after mm-hmm. ancient Japan or whatever. Yeah. So uh, my big tangent request to you mm-hmm. would be... Um, Which ones and how? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know my boy Serpy has to go up there. My yes. favorite starter of all time. He fits in both the Western and the South American mm-hmm. rendition being Big Snick. Mm-hmm. Even though we already have Big Snick or Big Snakes on the Horizon, or Snake-ish forms. Well, uh, Big Snake, uh, the legendary Big Snake we have mm-hmm. is going to be just that. It's okay. going to be a legendary giant, like, anaconda thing. Okay. So Superior would not yeah. conflict with that. And I would say give him his electric typing that we thought he would have originally. So I, make him uh, grass electric. Uh, easily. Like neon snake, banana snake, <laughs> lots of flowers. Banana, the banana snake, yeah. yeah. Well, he is a banana snake. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but the other two, I don't know, I'll have to dwell on them. So dwell on that. Yes. Think on, like, it could be from any gen, mix and match. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't uh, don't hold back. But it will be a case of, uh, you know, like, they'll be, uh, you know, the first, like, the, the first two of all forms will be the same. So in the case of, like, Rowlet and... Uh, Second Rowlet, I forgot its name. <laughs> Dartrix. Uh, Dartrix. Then the, the third... <laughs> what a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> the third one uh, becomes the, the different one. Yeah. So two first two are the same, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, we give them a new third form. Mm. So whoever you feel has not received due love well, over the years, I'll have to show my favorites some love. Yeah, and that's 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 your prerogative. Mm-hmm. Um, but think on those. Come back to me. Um, and two, this is a bit of housekeeping. All right. Um, but I figure at some point I'll start on them soon too. Uh, a long time ago, we proposed that the legendary trio of our region were the, the sun sprites. Yes. The little mischievous, like, <laughs> sun deities. Yes. Um, at the time, we brainstormed, like, two of them. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and I just, I want to clarify what the, the third one will be, so mm-hmm. I know where to put them and where to... True. Because we have Fire Ice, mm-hmm. who's going to be the boy hiding in the ice cave. Mm-hmm. We, I believe you also suggested Fire Electric, mm-hmm. in that he taught humans how to make cameras and other yeah. light-bearing mm-hmm. objects. Did we have an idea for what the Ice Guy's fire thing is? Is it just like... Uh, a mirror or a prism. Okay. Like a... Like, right. like different different forms of light, I'm remembering now. Um, mm. Trying to think. Uh, like one... Could have a light dark one and played with like camera obscura. I mean, like old fashioned. Like he did. I'm sorry. The other boy we were thinking of is um like camera take pictures camera. Mm-hmm. What if we do like a motion picture camera with like old film styles where he does like the the shadow puppet play or whatever. That's just an idea off the top of my head. I don't know how it'd be conceivable in a Pokemon form, but you know. Well, I just to, in order to keep it in phrased around like themed around sunlight. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mm-hmm. The one idea that I had mm-hmm. was uh, sun nurturing crops. Okay. Maybe do a fire grass. Yeah, that works too. Guy. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, like things that human like how and the that ways... would fit better in our South American American blend that we're going for. Yeah, with like agriculture. But I like your shadow puppet. I can probably incorporate that into camera yeah. dude too. Like yeah. I can incorporate that into like light being used for. Mm-hmm. Somehow I can play that into what he does, because okay. um, I like that. But I, I figured, I just wanted to swing that by you. We can stick him in, like, a tropical island off to the side, mm-hmm. so that players have somewhere to go on, like, all three map yeah. areas. Um, but yeah, so I, fi- I figured, like, we use light for crops, make him, like, a mischievous little, like, fruit guy or something, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, yeah. Carmen Miranda-esque. Mm-hmm. The headdress and whatnot. Yeah, that sounds fun. And mm-hmm. they have interesting typings. So, yeah. good. 
I'm cool. glad we reached that conclusion. Cool. Um, but but besides that, uh, mostly just focus on the starters. Okay. Um, and if uh, for the future you have free time, maybe think on some pokes that would chill on the outs- outskirts of cities. Okay. Like maybe in industrial areas mm-hmm. or outside like suburbs and stuff so like that. we got our trubbish. We got our mucks. <laughs> yeah. And we do already, and keep in yeah. mind, we do already have Grimer and Muck and everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, you know, ones to maybe dot the map around like that Houston-Dallas area that we have. Okay. Like ones that can chill there. Okay. And that's it. All so. right. I could do that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, with the tangents adjourned, mm-hmm. shall we move into today's docket, Daniel? Mm-hmm. All right, so we are at Animasterpiece Anime Theater. Um, for a little recap of what that is, Dan and I show off a few Asian cinema masterpieces to expand our weave horizons and enhance our appreciation for cinematic culture, taking turns introducing each other to films we've hopefully never seen before, bridging the gap of our taste and showing our appreciation for cast and crews spanning the globe. Also, it's my B-Day month, and for my B-Day, I want movies. I want culture. I want mm-hmm. Taste. You get what you want. Yeah, baby gets what baby wants. Um, and the first film I chose to fill this role out of our four, I think we're showing, with me being three, you being one. Uh, yes. That's what we agreed to. Okay. Um, will be uh, Kanato Shindo's Onibaba from 1964. So you may be asking yourself, why this film, Jonathan? Um, I think that the works of Kanato Shindo, which will be more familiar, obviously, after we watch two of his films, will stand out to us in things we like, mainly to the first two of his films we're going to be talking about, dealing with Japanese folk horror. Um, on its first watch, I watched these two back to back. They were a Criterion splurge purchase for me. And it really stood out to me just the way... Folk horror in general, it's some of my favorite film adaptations. So we have, like, the Vivitch, Hagazusa. Mm-hmm. I love anything that deals with, like, the folk from that nation and bringing mm-hmm. it over to, you know, the masses. Of course. But uh, th- this first one, Onibaba, I wanted to swap it around first because I actually do prefer this one to the second film. But I've heard people swap back and forth between them, so it's going to be interesting how you compare the two. Mm-hmm. Um, this one does feel more naturally in the timeline of things, as it was chronologically the first um, of the folk horror series. It's a slow burn, um, but it's not a very long movie. I think it's only an hour and a half long. Um, but there are some shots that I really find interesting this. And overall, I like the creepy mood that the film sets. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan of Japanese legends, the occult, you might enjoy this film. For those reasons. Uh, Going to bring out the drawing board today in his award show edition. So he's gussied up in his tucks and tails. Yeah. His spats and gloves. And he's here to present to us a little bit about Kanato Shindo's life and history in the filmmaking industry. Mm-hmm. So Kanato Shindo is a Japanese director, screenwriter, and producer known for his films majorly depicting the lives of working people, artists, and several about the effects of nuclear war. He worked in film up to the end when he died in 2012 at the age of 100. Wow. Uh, not an easy life. He started out wealthy till his father w- went bankrupt and found passion for reading and working with screenplays. Uh, he found earlier work assisting the director Kenji Mizuguchi, who's known for the 47 Ronin, mm-hmm. but he was told he had no talent for screenwriting by <laughs> Kenji. Mm-hmm. You know, the Japanese industry seems a little bit, you know, we've, we've dealt with Miyazaki before. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, no, they're blown. They're, they're, they're yeah. some, well, I mean, we handle things differently. Here it's more like subterfuge and behind the scenes scandal. Yeah, intrigue, there it's yeah, more they're... in your face, <laughs> like you suck. Um, uh, Shindo was drafted and was in a small group of six out of a hundred men to not die while fighting, uh, being assigned to clean out the Taka, Takarazuka, sorry, Takarazuka theater being used by the military at the time. Uh, this affected him deeply since he's like, everyone in my band died except for the six of us. Mm-hmm. So you could see that he was kind of linked to film and theater throughout his whole life. So yeah, that could that, yeah. be a saving grace for him. Uh, when Japan surrendered, Shindo uh, traded his uniform for cigarettes and made his way back to Sh- Shochiku Film Studio to read the surviving scripts where he eventually secured a new job there. So his first passion returned to the scripts. He's like, the world's gone to hell. I'm going to go back to where I feel comfortable and just spend some time reading scripts there to recover. I mean, and that's poignant that he went back to find, like, the scripts that had actually survived mm-hmm. the war and everything. That's... Because that that was... A lot of stuff got lost during that stretch, so... Mm-hmm. After some cooperative film success, he and actor Taji Toniyama left to form their own film company, being Kindai Igai Kyokai. Uh, Shindo's work stemmed from his own rich autobiographical experiences, and he took off with 
his film Children of Hiroshima, uh, an intimate look at the life after dropping the atomic bombs on Japan. Other films of his focused on the lives of women in poverty, creating a stock of actors a la Bergman and theater troops, which is something that I really enjoy when it comes to filmmaking, mm-hmm. when you use an ensemble cast and cast the same actors in different roles or mirroring roles in different mm-hmm. films. Uh, we will see this in our film today and next week's film as well. Uh, next, Shindo wanted to explore the themes of sex and human survival, resulting in today's film, Onibaba. Onibaba is a 1964 Japanese historical drama film written and directed by Kanno Shindo. The film is set during a civil war in the 14th century japan uh critics unsure of what genre of this film or what genre this film could be classified as some say period drama some say stage drama erotic horror folk horror modern no classic you'll be the judge dan on watching Mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, shoes that this film could fill uh, the film was inspired by the Shin Buddhist parable of Yomi Odushi no Men or the bride scarring mask um or scaring mask I think Scaring it could idea. be either or in this context, but uh, uh, Kanado Shindo wanted to film Onibaba in, a, Onibaba in a film of Suzuki Grass, which was a striking location. Uh, he sent out assistant directors to find suitable places to film. Once a location was found near a, near a riverbank at Inba Swamp in Chiba Prefecture, they put up prefabricated buildings to live in. Filming started on June 30th, 1964, and continued for three months. Shindo built things such as a makeshift turtle water slide to entertain the crew and keep things cool during harsh conditions of filming out of the fields in nowhere. Uh, The crew members were doing laundry and living in the fabricated buildings during the filming, grouping and eating together things like onigiri and soba noodles. They had a rule that if somebody left, they would get no pay uh, to keep the crew motivated to work and continue on. So it seemed like a fun experience, Mm -hmm. just camping with your crew members, filming in the day and, you know. Yeah, eating well, soba noodles. Well, and, and staying on body. location like that, I mean, we know from other bad movie experiences <laughs> yes. that that can be a taxing. Yes. So you gotta you gotta make sure they stay sane. Mm-hmm. So uh, Onibaba's score is by Shindo's long-term collaborator Hiraku Hayashi. Uh, the background and title music consist of taiko drumming combined with jazz. Do you like jazz? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no B movie reference, right? Got to keep that alive. <laughs> you don't remember B movie when he's like, "Do you like jazz?" Oh, I think, oh, the, the literal the B-movie. B-movie yes. oh, of course I do, yeah. I hope a, a future installment uh, on this podcast, I but don't. I... <laughs> yeah. uh, Shindo said the ending of the film, which I won't spoil now, was inspired by the things he saw returning to post-war Japan. So, you know, happy endings, I'm sure, found <laughs> yeah. this film. Uh, Onibaba was released in Japan on November 21st, 1964, where it was distributed by Toho. The film was released in the United States by Toho International with English subtitles on February 4th, 1965. An English dub version was produced by Toho, but any actual release of it is undetermined. On the film's initial theatrical release in the United Kingdom, the film was first rejected by the BBFC on its first submission, and then heavily edited and released after its second submission. Because of, like, gore, or... Uh, There's some themes in here. Maybe it was a little too raw for some people. Okay. But that's my only... I mean, by today's standards, it seems a little tame. I'll say that. Well, yeah, don't but by, expect by, by 1960s yeah. British, st- I would, I would assume. Little, yeah, <laughs> it would have been, oh my. Yeah. So. Uh, Peter Bradshaw in The Guardian, writing in 2010, commented, Onibaba is ch- a chilling movie, a waking nightmare, shot in icy monochrome, and filmed in a colossal and eerily beautiful wilderness. Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader describes it as creepy, interesting, and visually striking. On Review Aggregator website, Rotten Tomatoes, Onibaba received an approval rating of 89% based on 18 modern reviews and an average rating of 7.2 out of 10. Uh, the cast, which we will see some of these members in next week's film, include Noboku uh, Otowa as older woman, Jitsuku Yoshimura as younger woman, Kei Sato as Hachi, Taji Tonoyama as Yushi, who I believe was the actor that um, um, uh, Shindo worked with at the time. Mm-hmm. to get their company up started again uh jun kichi uno as the masked warrior and that's it a very small eclectic cast in this okay. hour and a half film but before we begin do you have any previewing expectations have you ever heard of this film before um i have heard of it uh like i always see it recommended on like lists of uh you know like big japanese movies that you want to try to watch if you're being scholarly mm-hmm. i have not had the chance to see it yet 
and I assumed that eventually it would be covered here, because I, it always caught my eye on the Criterion shelf. And you know I do spy that Criterion. <laughs> um, so I, I assumed that it would be it would be showcased here. I am very pleased that it is, because mm. I, I'm interested to see what this is, and if, if, if it was the originator of any tropes that we mm. might hold dear. Could yeah. be. So, I mean, going into this, don't expect anything, like, too risque in mm -hmm. this. It's just a, a good movie, a good folk horror tale. Um, I enjoy how it mirrors our second movie, and as always, I would like to hear how you compare and contrast them after watching both. Mm -hmm. um, I always want to see which one's your favorite, and uh, I mean, just strap in for the ride that is Onibaba. Of course. Um, so, shall we go rob some samurai? I I dug this big hole, Dan. <laughs> Be careful not to fall in. Oh, God. Oh, I know better than Tua. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't think of a pun. What's Any a... holes a goal? Uh, mm. <laughs> no. Uh, Holy moly. Super Mario Golf? I don't know. Mm. Well, we tried. <laughs> We just got out of the cinema from Anna Masterpiece Theater mm -hmm. watching Onibaba. What did you think, Dan? A quality film. Mm. Uh, fittingly, I don't know, like cerebral and spooky. Mm -hmm. um, it's simple. It's simple, but very, very thematic. Like, I noticed a lot of, like, Rule of Threes stuff that will confirm... Well, it's we'll fairy, confirm... Tale, fairy tale folklore-esque. We'll see more of that in the next film, too. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm assuming that this follows the path of whatever, like, the folk tale that it's based... Like, it's like... Yeah. Like, a, like an old lady is trying to frighten someone, and then the mask... Because I, I, I feel like I've heard the mask disfiguring <laughs> the face thing before. Yeah, we, I think um, we have our own version of it, too, and this explains why you constantly wear a mask to the recording now. Yeah, it does. <laughs> My, I'm too handsome. Yeah. I, I, it would, it would uh, you know, blow the mind of everyone in New Jersey Only if I walked out in public. <laughs> yeah, I know, honestly. Um, I enjoyed it. It's simple. Like I said, a lot more people prefer the second one on this bill. Mm -hmm. At least in my like experience of scrounging the internet, but I do like this one. Um, I think there's a lot of ways you can take the theme here, um, like a mother-daughter relationship on young versus old, mm -hmm. like the lustful versus the chaste. Um, there's a lot of dynamics going on here, especially when you think about um, Kanato's experience with coming back from the war mm -hmm. and disfigurement and kind of seeing his country in shambles afterwards. I think there's a lot of discussion that we can be... Yeah. Having here, especially in a, you know, a little more lofty parlor as composed to our anime was not a mistake, normal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, no, of course. Yeah. yeah. Funny thing. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I do hope you enjoyed that. We'll see how that compares to your experience in the next film. Shall we recap the plot and feel free to interrupt me with any of your thoughts and musings as we do so, Dan? Of course. So somewhere in Japan during the 14th century, a civil war is raging on. And a lot of these black and white older Japanese films, that seems to be the crux of things. Mm -hmm. When we think to um, Kurosawa films and such, mm -hmm. even though he does adapt, adapt Shakespeare a lot in his work, it seems to always start with like a civil war right. feuding amongst the internal feuds in the country. Um, the hole is shown with a little poem saying like this hole is <laughs> dark and dank. <laughs> yeah, I, I very good setting this like this. The, the Suzuki grass is like a very, yes, it's very it's a character in itself. It is. It's isolating. Mm -hmm. It's like it feels like it goes on forever, and yeah. it, it, you know, it, 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 it's all contained within this plot: the two huts and the hole. Yeah, so and that's all you need—a pit, uh, a pit deep and unlit. Yes, I could show you a pit. And it also, <laughs> the way it phrases it is like here, like something from history echoes out, yeah. like so. It's Into like the past, present, and future. So like the like. You know, maybe what the camera opens on is where that hole is in the present day, and mm -hmm. it's like there are still spirits about here that yeah. inform us. Yeah. 
So but I like it. The Suzuki grass is a character in itself. It gets mm-hmm. just as many shots, if not more, than all the other actors in this yeah. film. And I do like how it's kind of like a come come here, go away, sort of like it bending in the wind and stuff, reacting to nature around it. It, it takes on it takes on different like vibes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's menacing. It like it has like a I don't know, like a I don't know, like a crackling or a yeah. like you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Other times it's gentle. So, seductive yeah yeah um so chaotic jazz intro uh we see two soldiers running or two samurais running are trying to evade a warrior on a horse as one of the men stumbles both are killed off screen by a sharp spear point within the grass mm-hmm. uh, the killers are revealed to be an older woman and her daughter-in-law who mm-hmm. go nameless throughout the entire film yeah they never receive a name one's old one's young that's all you really need to know and they, uh, they're kind of like the everyman, how we would survive in a war-torn situation. They're doing what needs to be done mm-hmm. to just live day by day. It's become routine for them. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they strip the men of their armor and valuables, and in a cold matter-of-fact way, they drag the bodies off and dump it to the nearby pit that we were shown before. Mm-hmm. So that's why the pit is always there, yeah. right, Dan? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not a good place. It wasn't in the Santa Claus story, though. <laughs> we didn't get that backstory, so that's why Santa has a murder pit. Um, but they have clearly all done this before. It's become routine, as you said. Uh, back at their hut where they live, the woman prepared to sell off the spoils to a merchant for food, kill, eat, sleep, a very animalistic lifestyle. Like the Scrooge guy. Yeah. They, they bring the valuables to, him to, yes. to get a pittance. Yes, and it also, it's just a commentary on war and what it does to people. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly before the war, they probably weren't like this. But afterwards... We, yeah. Well, they do describe it. They're like, we used to have, like, an okay farm here, mm-hmm. but then, like, a summer of, you know, hail and winter weather plus the war is just, like, devastated mm-hmm. everything. The next day, they carry the stolen wares to the merchant Yushi, who lives in a cave, and he's got quite a stock. He's got mm-hmm. all the amiibo figures lined he up. He's got a beautiful babe just sitting there lounging. Mm-hmm. What's his story, I ask? <laughs> what of Ushi? Well, he's clearly, he's, like, profiteering from this situation, because, you know, because he's got, like, he does have the babe there sometimes, but he does have, like, muscle, so yeah, it's, like, one clearly... Yeah, that Igor. It just sits there sharpening his sword the mm-hmm. entire time, so it's like, okay, he's he's clearly getting this stuff through ill-gotten means, and then he's reselling it, but it's, like, it's wartime, it's, yeah. you know... And we only ever get descriptions like Tokyo is in uh, Kyoto is in ruins right now. Like all of the other villages are desolate and empty. Yeah. There's weird supernatural it, things going on. Like a, 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 uh, a horse gave birth to a calf. Yeah, and the sun it, was blotted out. Yeah. So uh, according to like word yeah. of mouth, yeah. there's creepy things because nature is mm-hmm. going out of. And balance. that's like another theatrical convention is like when something's awry, then the world goes out of awry too. Yeah. Uh, Ushi says that it's just junk and it's difficult to pay them for anything with the country in chaos. He gives the two uh, bags of millet as payment and says, perhaps I can give you more if you offer your bodies to me. Nope. Ew. Initially, they're not like into this. Mm -hmm. But you see the older woman kind of turn around and go like, no, but maybe thinking it through in a way like if things get that desperate, even though they're not now, perhaps I'll have to come to terms with that. Well, and it's also and I don't know if this was intended, but it's also a thing that that, that, that to her credit, the old woman assumes that she's talking to him. Mm-hmm. So, yes. and not, like, she doesn't defend the daughter. She's like, no, I'm not going to give you my daughter-in-law. She's yeah. like, I'm not going to. So she still has those, those a thoughts. It's like a, yeah. yeah, it's like a. Well, it, it, it comes people up, can yeah. fuck too. Yeah. No, no, yeah. It, they do. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that comes up later in the movie yes. that it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's not ageist. Um, a neighbor to the woman, a defector by the name of Hachi returns and eats with the ladies. And of course, this completes the Dan Jonathan Grant dynamic of this <laughs> film. So it gets the seal of approval. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the younger woman's husband and the older woman's son fought with Hachi in war. Uh, both defected, but he was killed for deserting, apparently. Uh, stealing the barely available food from farmers while Hachi came back home. At least that's what Hachi says to believe. So we don't know. It says that they, he says that Hachi explains that, uh, and it's very, it's played like very stressfully and kind of flippantly on his part because he's just downing food while explaining it. And they're like, is, is, is my son dead? Is her husband he's like, dead? Wait, let me get another bowl in. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we, uh, you know, we got drafted into a second army after the original army fell. And then we pretended to be dead for like a day in order to, you know, 
dessert, but then when we were stealing from farmers, a group of peasants attacked us, and it's like... <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't know, because I feel like at some point, like, the, the, the description changes, like, later on, yeah. he's like, oh, there were, there were 20, 20. Yeah. and they had clubs, and yeah. they beat us, and then... And who's it, to say that man at the end wasn't Hachi? Uh, yeah. We don't know? Yeah. I mean, not Hachi, the, the son that was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just my thought. It's never really revealed, so there's a lot of ways you could take this. But uh, the women hear Hachi's story, and they lament that the world is cruel. Frost and hail and summer, the world's natural order is even out of whack. And Hachi's always asking them, like, you've got a lot of nice clothes and things here, and what do you eat? Mm-hmm. And initially, I would think, like, if you're watching this film for the first time, maybe you surmise that they eat the people they kill. Mm-hmm. That would have been another interesting way to take things. Yeah, in yeah. this myth. But apparently they just do what they need to do to survive. They kill, steal the armor, and sell it off to mm-hmm. feed themselves. Um, uh, and, but they don't reveal that to Hachi yeah. at this point. But he clearly is like... Mm. Yeah, he can put two and two together. Uh, Hachi heads to his hut a ways off, leaving after eyeing the younger woman in the scene of lust, our first of many. And one thing they can afford, though, is a lot of eyeliner in this day and age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the ladies. And it gives it a unique look. I like it. Like, it gives them, well, like, a... it ties a... into the next film, okay. in a way, too. No, but I mean, it gives them this cat's eye. Yeah. Hmm. Very mm. interesting uh, to note. Uh, Hachi heads to his hut. Uh, the next day, the younger woman is doing her daily laundry at the river when Hachi offers her some fish, inquiring about how they eat out here. And suggests, like, maybe you should lose that old woman and come over to see me. And we get some explicit sexual tension as he eyes her up and down. Mm -hmm. But they're young. You know, a man's gonna be a man, at least in the world of this film. And it is, it's played in such a way where it takes, like, a little bit to develop. Like, the, the, originally we have, like, this scene with the fish. And then, but we also get, like, this, this moment where I, I, I think, uh, like, Hachi is, is, like, you know, teasing her from a distance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that. I I don't want to skip ahead to that. If, uh, but it like, it. Okay, no, we'll get to that. Okay. It comes up later. Right. Yeah. So the old woman arrives to break up the conversation, suggesting to her daughter-in-law that she stay away from that man. The older woman feels he had a hand in killing her son, which, as I said, we don't know. It could yeah. have been that he just killed the son and came back to reap the spoils to report it mm-hmm. and to desert the army or uh, the samurai. Across the river, two samurai are fighting to the death, and, you know, a little bit of a confusing scene. It kind of shows, like, the madness of war, where no one really knows what's going on, because these two jump in the river, and they waddle across as the rest of the cast is just looking. Yeah, continuing to have, like, a sword fight as Mm -hmm. they they go in. Yeah, one of the samurai begs for help, but but, uh, Hachi kills this man, and then convinces the two ladies to kill the other one, Mm -hmm. to steal their armor. So very quick to adapt here, so they can all eat. Uh, Ushi gives three bags of millet uh, and Hachi some sake for the spoils. And this sake goes by a long time in this film. We're, we don't see Hachi kill anyone else, but well, they and, make it last. And technically, he he trades a third. He trades the third bag of millet for, for the sake. Mm-hmm. He's like, so he could, in theory, he could help feed the the two women yeah. longer. But he gives the bag back. Is like, no, give me sake. But instead. also, he doesn't claim everything for his own. Yeah, which is a different way than I would take this. Like, he lets the women have their own spoils too. Yeah, and he gives them the birds too. Yeah, so maybe he has a. A little heart in there somewhere. I mean, yeah, somewhere deep down. Uh, but there's weird little dynamics going on in this cave shop. This is, of course, when we see the beautiful babe just, like, yeah. lounging about. No backstory. And Yushi just restates that things are getting rough. Like, everyone's hiding in the mountains. Like, mm-hmm. I can't. You're lucky to even, you know, get, get this. this and so. my luck will only last as long as the fighting keeps going. Yeah. And Hachi insists that that's going to be some time yet. All eat very well that night together, so they're trying to, like, set up some sort of family dynamic. I mean, you murdered the person, so mm-hmm. I guess we could eat together, right? Yeah. Uh, Hachi understands that these women are no strangers to killing to live, or having to kill to live. Hachi proposes to be the younger girl's husband, but the old woman denies this, saying yet again, be careful around him. Mm-hmm. I don't trust him. But he is, even though he's joking, and I hate to be like, you know I have a soft spot for, like, the underdogs in this, but Hachi does ask... Even though yeah. he's a complete skeeve, an asshole. Yeah, and I think that, like, you get, like, again, you get baddish vibes from him mm-hmm. early in the movie, but then he's just kind of like a, a scoundrel yeah. Yeah. dumbass yeah. throughout the, like, he's not evil throughout the rest of the film. Yeah. He's just, he's like, He's the one sketchy. Mifune would play. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, Hachi drunk nearly stumbles into the hole Mm -hmm. for the first time. Did you think that this story was going to go anywhere else with this hole being present? I I thought he was going to end up in that hole somehow, but... And then, like, you know, the mom comes along and she's like, oh... Oh, on the hole, did yeah, you? I I figured if if and then it, girl pushes woman into hole. If it was close enough to be near the hole, then it was like someone's going in there mm. before the end of this. But uh, <laughs> as time passes, Hachi makes more and more advances at the young woman. Uh, shots of him stalking through the tall grass, very effective. I love the framing device. Sometimes you see his head over the grass. Sometimes you see his head in the grass, just beckoning her. And again, it's like, it's like visual, because he's like doing like a cutesy like hand gesture, and then we see like the the girl repeat that day, and she looks for him in each of those spots, Mm -hmm. like, so she, she's like, oh, he's not there flirting with me today, so it's like, it's becoming reciprocal. It's predator and prey. Cat and mouse, too. mm -hmm. Uh, The young girl doesn't take these warnings to heart and goes out to seek Hachi. Curious. Hachi asks her to come to his hut that night. The older woman knows she will not survive without another and is protective of the girl. And that, and I guess like there's this familial bond in the hopes that she mm-hmm. wishes her son would come back. Yes. So their life can get back right on track again. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Dan, if you leave me, who's going to help me kill these people? <laughs> well, yeah, she says like she needs help killing and she's also like, I think at one point she, uh, you know, she's... You know, just wait and see. You know, my son will come back. We'll start farming just like always. Everything will be, like you said, back to normal. Mm-hmm. But The girl mm-hmm. awakes at night and runs gleefully to Hachi's hut, and the two have sex. This is repetitive throughout the film, but it's more of that fairy tales. Uh, you have to repeat things in three in order to get the point across. Yeah, and, and it it does it. It mm-hmm. uses that effectively. Yeah. It's because I feel like we get three happy runs, mm-hmm. three spooky Scary runs, runs, and we get like three. Uh, we get three samurai killings too. Mm. Sets yeah. at least. So it's like it's done. It's done very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the two of sex, I do like how it's shown like. Like, this is the part where the grass comes into play again, like, it's gleeful abandon now. Mm -hmm. Like, running through the grass to, like, meet your future in a a young, precocious sort of way. Uh, In the morning, the older woman acts unaware as this relationship between the girl and Hachi blooms. Obviously, she's had her eyes open, like, pretending to sleep, using that Academy Award-nominated acting Mm -hmm. to just be like, oh, she's sneaking out at me. Honk shoe, various sleeping noises, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it might be time to teach her a lesson. Night after night, the girl goes to see Hachi until one night the older woman pretends to sleep and runs off to find the girl. She finds that the two have been sleeping together and she thinks to herself, this needs to be stopped. Also, she could like literally kill them both, but mm-hmm. you could see that she has a need for either her daughter-in-law to protect her or maybe there's like this lust here with Hachi too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or a mix of everything, like utilitarian and lust. So mm-hmm. it, it's because she can't survive without, like, maybe one or both of them, mm-hmm. but not without either of them. Yeah. So, and I don't know how Kaneto did this, but these scenes are brilliantly lit, even though it's black and white in the middle of this grass. Mm-hmm. Like all these actors have the side light on them at the appropriate times. It makes it look dark and menacing. It yeah. pops like. It's just very effective. And with, with, like, the how claustrophobic the grass is, you don't really notice, like, day-for-night moments, like, because the the frame doesn't go, like, above the grass too high. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it's not, like, distracting mm-hmm. if, you know, when it does, like, a black-and-white movie filming a yeah, night and at times, thing. it, like, I don't know if this is for sure if they shot some scenes on a set, because there's, like, one with, like, the moon in the background, mm-hmm. and one where... Hachi's approaching the young girl where you don't see the grass waving in the background. Yeah. I'm like, how did they do this exactly? But most are obviously filmed in this actual field. Yeah. Of Suzuki grass. Uh, The older woman is dealing with age, loss, and her own sexual frustrations. Uh, On another day, the older woman offers her body to Hachi, but he says she is too old for him. As Dan said, well, I'm sure if she asked Hachi, he would go along with this, but... Yeah, but but again, to his, like character he doesn't he's mm-hmm. like no that's okay i'll just you know i'm not gonna ask her to run away with me just you know let us do what we do and it's not gonna you know, but she old woman won't have it okay. so um she says that i saw you both fornicating hachi doesn't care and yet again offers to be her bride like says mm-hmm. i'll marry her again yeah but the old woman denies this she says she'll be all alone i can't kill without her i don't know what you two are going to be doing together 
Like, I forbid this. Yeah. It, well, at least until the war ends. Mm-hmm. But Hachi's like, we don't know when it's going to end. That could take forever. Like, it's not a, like a set timeline. Yeah. And she suggests maybe I'll spear you both while you sleep. Yeah. So, you know, it could go either way. She gives him, like, like a, like a, like a second angry glance mm-hmm. as she's walking away. Yeah, there's so. a lot of side-eye in this movie. Yeah. A lot of shade. Professional shade. Um... The old woman tries to keep the girl with her, but she isn't really vibing with that idea. Uh, helicopter parenting to mm-hmm. the extreme. Fighting is heard in the distance. Uh, because, like, one night they wake up, like, the girl wakes up and she's like, well, I'm gonna go have fun with Hachi. Mm-hmm. But then the old woman wakes up and is like, you know what, I'm having trouble sleeping too, let's go outside. Yeah, I'll sit so, here with the fan and, yeah, oh yeah, fresh shadowing air. Shadowing her. Uh, but more prey is coming this way. And the next morning, the woman kill and eat a dog, so don't show Bandit this one. Uh, no. Yeah, it'll be horrified. Uh, yeah, no. Bad for Bandits. Yeah. But the uh, the thing is is that they see a battle in the distance, like mm-hmm. there's a plume yeah. of smoke. So presumably, I'm assuming that the dog might be fleeing that, mm-hmm. but it's also like, oh, we're going to get another influx of warriors wandering into the, the grass soon. So, mm-hmm. But these girls kill and eat a dog like it's no problem. They skin it. And Hachi mocks the gals in their animal nature. Uh, the old woman then tries to guilt the girl with uh, tales of hell and purgatory. So good old Catholic guilt gets yeah. us every time saying like there's a different level of hell for every kind of sinner. But the worst type of sinner is the lustful sinner. Yeah, there's mountains of needles and lakes of blood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and she heard it from a, a big time Buddhist monk or in, in Kyoto. Yeah. So yeah. it has to be, be true. true. Yeah. Um, the girl, very progressive for her mindset, is like everybody does it. Like, yeah, I mean, that's because she's young and hasn't been, you know, taught or or ingrained in this situation yet. But it, it seemed very progressive to me. She's like, everyone does it. Yeah, but the but the Jonathan old lady is still yeah. in like, like, mm, well, mm-hmm. maybe, but mm-hmm. mm, you never know. So, like, it's mm-hmm. like, let's go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm tired about it after that. Uh, the young girl is frightened, but she still sneaks out to see Hachi. The old woman follows, but before she can leave her home, she runs into a lost samurai wearing a Hanya mask. Uh, this is a jealous female demon character in No. Um, so, jealous female female demon, mm-hmm. obviously, ties into whatever. But, uh, good reveal. I love the design of this mask. It really stands out. It's yeah, striking. It does. It's cool. I was like, this is where Dan will wake up and watch the rest of the film. Well, it was it was good. Yeah, this uh, samurai says he escaped from battle and got lost in the grass, and demands the old woman to sh- show him the way to Kyoto. And there's so much like mystery. Like I I I do uh, tropes aside, I do love how this guy is presented because mm-hmm. it's like. Maybe he is actually like a big deal. Maybe yeah. he's not. Maybe, maybe he's a demon. You maybe he is. Yeah, he is like a cursed entity that's like meant to to test what's going on mm-hmm. here. It's we don't know. Yeah. It, it's because it's far enough removed from that scene with the like the the fight in the distance that we don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, I you know all of my men are dead mm-hmm. or they deserted me. Yeah. So now I I stumbled in here and it's like. You know, you don't know. Yeah, and we don't know if it's, like, a good or bad fairy tale where, like, maybe he was a magnanimous samurai that Mm -hmm. was going to, like, reward her for showing the way. Yeah. Or if he was just going to kill her and be done with her. Yeah. So it's interesting how many ways you can take this little quaint film in the Suzuki grass. Uh, uh, She, so this older woman has no option but to show the samurai. Hachi and the girl don't worry about sin as they make love elsewhere. So we get this like simultaneous scene of them making love and this old woman being like, well, shit, I might die here. Yeah. Uh, The samurai says that his mask is to hide his handsome face. Mm -hmm. And if she were to look upon it, like it would be too much of a shock for her. Uh, He laments at being left alone and she asks to see his face, never seeing anything beautiful in her life. He denies her this privilege and the old woman kind of goes off like, oh, well, if you won't even do that, then I guess the plan is set in motion already. Yeah. Um, the old woman leads the samurai to the hole where he falls into it and dies. Uh, revenge for people like you killing my son. So it's a good little character arc for her. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if someone's leading you, I know it's like dead of night out there and does like a giant leap forward. Yeah. What's your first reaction? Take another step forward? I don't know. Well, we know he can't... The mask is not easy to see all out right, of. All right. So That's he's, true. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, but she 
says this is revenge. The girl and Hachi frolic through the grass in this, where we see, like, nature at its fullest peak. They're both nude. The cranes are flying. It's, mm-hmm. like, very peaceful. Another uh, a peaceful release before the end of the film. Uh, the old woman returns to the hole and descends to get the samurai's armor. Uh, she falls down and I said, thank God these bones are still in the same state of decomposition. It's filled with skeletons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a haunted, except for this one corpse, this fresh corpse. Yeah. Uh, but she goes down there and she thinks she feels a hand, which the hand legitimately grabs her. Mm-hmm. But she says, oh, this guy's dead anyway. Yeah. Supposedly so. And says, it's time to reveal what's under the mask. She tries to rip off the mask with some struggle. It won't come off. But when eventually it does, it reveals this man's scarred face. Yeah. Very scarred. Like, so, like freshly, almost like diseased. Yeah, so scarred. demon, diseased, or like cursed before. Yeah. No one knows if this mask continues the curse. Uh, but his face is very disfigured. Uh, the old woman says she will be off late. So, well, she like goes, oh, well, this is the beautiful face you promised me. Even that was a lie. Yeah. Enjoy your time in this hole because you sent men to your death and they're all down here. Yeah, too. you have comrades down yeah. here. So uh, the old woman returns to her daughter-in-law and says she will be off late selling this new armor and leaves the girl on her own. Why she would walk alone at night. I don't know, but it's to teach a lesson. Yeah. Master a- of the costume change, apparently. Yes. Uh, when the girl tries to run off to Hachi that night, she is met by a fearsome female ghost demon. Wow. Who could that be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's spooky. <laughs> yeah. The first time it comes up. It is. It's menacing. It's well lit. It doesn't take a lot. It just takes a costume and some lighting to get the scares across. Uh, but she runs home just as the old woman returns. Master of that quick change. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, done with that. Swap that. Where she hides this stuff that she sells or doesn't sell, apparently. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but she keeps going through with it. Um, she asks what is wrong, and it's all according to Kekaku. The plan is coming into place. Yes. Uh, the young girl worries about demons, and the old woman convinces her that demons only come after sinners, so, like, if you're not sinning... You have nothing to worry about. about. Uh, we get some moaning music, mm-hmm. which I noticed. It's just a, a girl moaning. Uh, the old woman heads out again at night to Ushi's. The girl debates trying to go back to Hachi's, and she decides once more to go. Again, she is scared by the demon and flees home. In this scene, I like that the demon is, like, on wheels or, like, on a dolly or something that's being pushed or glided over to the the young girl. Probably, like, the girl's perspective, like, warping what's happening, but it's a a fittingly scary little moment. Mm -hmm. And Hachi, having not had sex in, like, a week... He's horny. Yeah. Yeah. He's wandering around, slashing things. things. Yeah. It, was there a previous scene where he's like rolling the ground, around screaming? <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. Hmm. Uh, the old woman thinks that she has settled that suddenly, you know, after there's one more meeting at the river where they go down there and she sees the young girl trying to talk with Hachi but stops mm. it and then sees Hachi and is like, ah, yeah. Well, I've separated them, so that's good. Yeah. And she actually goes to sleep that night. Um, I think also the girl's having like a nightmare about. Yeah, she does, because because yeah. in that 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 next river scene, she like she has like bags under her, like she's exhausted, mm-hmm. like she hasn't slept. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, this a violent storm rolls in that night, and the old woman is off to go see Ushi again. Maybe don't go during the storm, but it's part of the plan. Well, she's she says gotta. like you know Ushi's promised me two bags of millet to pick up tonight. I'm not gonna hack out on a deal. Yeah, besides, it'll be cool outside. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, but the girl thinking. Once again to herself, tries to brave the storm and calls for Hachi, saying she saw a demon as she is attacked again by this demon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you see this demon in the flesh, punch that bee in the face, honey, well, and run. Yeah, and this time they do make contact. Like, she tries to, like, run around it, but it blocks her, and then yeah. she panics. Uh, but clearly, like, the old woman is having trouble, like, seeing in this, like, because she can't navigate the field properly in the rain like mm-hmm. this. Uh, the two make out in the storm as if nothing has happened. They're going to catch pneumonia. Uh, no such thing as demons. And Hachi says to her, come to my place and live. I'll come for you tomorrow. Unfortunately, this doesn't end as sweet because Hachi returns home to find another deserter or whoever mm-hmm. stealing his food. And this guy just kills Hachi with a spear and runs off. Yeah. Chaotic, animalistic stuff happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the young girl arrives home, she finds that her mother-in-law is wearing the demon mask in a good reveal in the corner after lighting the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is unable to take the mask off and begs for her forgiveness. And the young girl's like, well, this is divine retribution. You lied, so you become the demon now. Yeah. Like, you did this to yourself. 
the old woman begs her daughter-in-law to help her. Uh, the daughter-in-law sets some ground rules, saying that she will be able to see Hachi whenever, and the old woman can't say anything about it. Just more personal freedom. And yeah. then she agrees to do it, but, you know, she's ripping off this mask in an extremely violent way. The old woman's like, it hurts, it's gonna kill me, please stop. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe their love is lost at this point. With yeah. each other. Yeah, and, it, and it's like... And it's it's very, you know, mysterious how it's placed. Like, oh, it must have been the rain. The rain, like, warped the wood so I can't get it off. And then the, the daughter resorts to using, like, the mochi the mallet, yeah. hammer to, mm-hmm. like... Knock it. Yeah. And she starts bleeding from the face. Yes. Like, but I don't know. what are your, Who could you really blame in this situation? Because is, is the mother-in-law doing it to protect her daughter-in-law in some way? If anyone was instigated, like, if anyone was an antagonist in this movie, I, it is the old woman, mm. but she's not evil. She's mm. just, like, trying to... I, I don't know. It's like, I, I would imagine that between self-preservation and, like, the the dynamic of, like, a daughter-in-law having to protect their mother-in-law when the, the son is away, mm. like, I don't... I would assume that, 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 like, culturally there's probably some weight to that, but... The old lady does, you know, she she's trying to pull off something, but it, it kind of, the folktale aspect goes against her, so. Mm. Uh, the daughter tries to crack the mask, but um, the old woman says it must be that samurai's curse mm-hmm. that has glued it to my face. And the old woman's face is revealed to be bloody and disfigured. Yes. So, very good effect that we wait for the last two minutes to see. Yeah. But it's gory, it's bloody. And it's intense, like, you can feel it, you, like, when the mask is torn off, you can, like, feel it's the visceral. the flesh ripping yeah. in the face. Um, in her madness, the old woman chases her daughter-in-law into the wilderness, the Suzuki grass, claiming, mm-hmm. like, I'm not a monster, I'm a human being. Yeah. So more of that, like, treat me like a human being. Yeah. I want to be young again. A lot of that theming going on here. But, uh... The young daughter leaps over the hole, and we see in, like, a flash freeze frame that the mother-in-law is leaping over the hole as well. We don't know if she falls in. Mm-hmm. The movie just ends there with us, mm-hmm. leaving our expectations up to the viewer. A very good ending. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We did that. Yeah. I I would assume that that maybe the mother-in-law won't make it over, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Because she, she did a lot of uh, hammering in about, like, oh doing certain things you'll be descending to hell like you'll you know you'll you'll be sent down to asura's hell and Mm -hmm. you'll so i don't know but i mean she's also ripped because she was able to climb back up and down that hole no problem she is yeah so it it could be could be pounded in that stake yeah (laughs) with old woman strain but uh yeah i like how open it is i enjoy how short and brief it is it doesn't overstay its welcome at points it does linger like Mm -hmm. i was worried at the beginning if you were going to get into it because it is very repetitive. It's as, deliberate. Yeah, yeah, as the next one is going to be, because that's the fairy tale aspect, the mm-hmm. folklore aspect of it all. But I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I can't wait to see where it compares on the list. Yeah, you know, and I would say that uh, if you, if you, I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this episode now, you know what happens. But if you are showing this to somebody, uh, you know, and they're not familiar with like the folktale, they might not know where it's like. I didn't yes. know where it was going at, mm-hmm. at time. Like I, I. I honestly thought that the the climax was going to be that the the old woman would get stuck in the hole, mm-hmm. and then like while the daughter and Hachi are out like frolicking, Noodling. she would be going insane down yeah. in the pit, and then about emerge. all the people they've killed, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't. It it, mm-hmm. t- it has like twists to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I enjoyed it mm-hmm. uh, in a short episode, but action packed nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have anything else to say on this? I guess tasting time. We haven't had a tasting time. If you enjoy like other Japanese horror films, this mm-hmm. might be a good place to start as it's one of the ten poles to that genre. Yeah. Um, it's a good summer and or Halloween watch. Yeah. And this, uh, you know, this Onibaba type archetype, like show it's visually used in a lot of anime that we've watched. Mm. Like there's a lot of characters who show up dressed in exactly that. A la Haosu. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, it could inform some of those things. Mm-hmm. I, I would assume. Um, 
but very good. All right. So with that, the episode is concluded. Mm-hmm. My mask is removed. Mm-hmm. But is there anywhere that our audience can find us on social media, Dan? Uh, the audience can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Danis. As well as our uh, Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast uh, Facebook page. You can follow me, Jonathan Gwykowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok. And you can follow me on Drink and Read JK on Twitter. And also my two other podcasts being Nightcaps at the Theater, where me and a couple friends get a little drizzy drunk and watch some movies. And if reading is more your forte, check out Drink and Read, the podcast where I read and drink on most podcasting platforms. But anime Strupeace is not want to end for any time soon. Mm-hmm. Next week we will be continuing with the Kanato Shindo's sequel to this film mm-hmm. in the form of Koroneko. I've also heard of that. Yeah. I'm excited. So lay out your saucers of cream and milk, Dan. <laughs> because some kitties are coming to play. Uh, we survived cats now. <laughs> and a cheetah, so yeah. Are we a pro-cats podcast? Or maybe anti-cats podcast? If anything, we've we've set cats back, like, uh, by nine lives. <laughs> Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general... We hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weave horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Mucho, mucho, mucho Tanto como entonces Siempre hasta morir